monetize. I want to bring in more people and teach them what I know and have them working with me to accomplish these goals. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fun That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project or if it's not profitable you need to know that too and make a determination on the max purchase price super important you can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever get that free analysis tool fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever best ever listeners welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show i'm joe fairless this is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast and we don't get into any fluff we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward with us today we have someone who is experience and focus and wholesaling. How you doing, Brian Collins? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit more about Brian. He began buying and selling real estate in 2007, specializes in rehabbing houses that are abandoned or foreclosed, based in Los Angeles, California, and he's the president and slash founder of BPC Investments and Development LLC. So with that being said, Brian, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Definitely. Well, first off, uh, let's start from the beginning. In the beginning, I bought Carlton Sheets, no money down system, and I'm not plugging it. I mean, it was a great, great system. It taught fundamentals about real estate investing, and I studied that for about two years as I was working a full-time job in the oil field industry in Houston, Texas. I was fortunate enough to break my foot at the job site. So then it led me to being fired by the job site and getting workman's comp for maybe three or four weeks. $400 a week is all they gave me. So during that time, it gave me the motivation and the encouragement to go ahead and follow my dream and pursue the real estate investing. I had studied, so I was ready. I felt like it's time to go. Formed a company in 2007 and never looked back since then. I began with no money, no credit. So I found creative ways to involve myself and surround myself with like-minded individuals. So I started to build a relationship with the government using government programs, more specifically the city of Houston HUD, which is what is it? I forgot the name of it. Well, everybody knows what HUD is and what HUD does. They provide affordable housing. So there were different programs that HUD had available. And I just got in with 
one of the associates with HUD that gave me all the information. They understood my passion, understood my drive. So they kind of plugged me with multiple resources to assist me and doing my best to become a real estate investor. So our focus at that time was housing for the homeless. And I was trying to find any way possible, any program possible that would allow me to buy property and utilize it to house the homeless. During that time, I met astounding people, likable people. And these people, I guess, just provided me with the resources that I need to go to the next step. Make a long story short, I ended up meeting a mentor during that process. His name was Larry Fallender. a real estate agent at Keller Williams at the time in Houston, Texas. And he kind of took me under his belt. He's about 60, 60 something years old, Jewish guy, very successful. Took me under his belt, understood my dreams and my passion and represented me as an agent. And again, giving me resources so I can get deals done. That went on for about a year, two years. We got one deal done, rehabbed, probably a multitude of wholesales during that time period. But I've learned so much and I was able to take the fundamentals of business and apply it to my real estate business because that's what he taught me. He was a business broker. He was a food broker. He sold airplanes. He did all type of things. So that individual motivated me and encouraged me. And every day we used to get up and go look for properties that I would find overnight and we'd ride in his. He had a new infinity at the time and I'd sit right next to him in a passenger seat dressed all the way up just admiring him and appreciating him for what he'd done for me. And that just me. I mean, we didn't get a lot of deals done like I anticipated. So after go, I had to do this by my own. He doesn't know how to do this aspect of business, but he taught me the general rule of thumb for business. So I took that, I applied that to my real estate business, and I went full steam ahead, back in it by myself. I was able to generate leads, able to generate buyers, and I flipped my first wholesale deal solely by myself. I made about $10,000 on that first deal in Houston. And that took about six months from the time that I left dealing with that mentor of mine and on my own. And then it, everything just skyrocketed from there. I mean, I had a system. I had it. And we implemented. And we did wonderful business in Houston. And it led to the recession eventually. And uh, I saw that California had the niche. I mean, we were looking at California numbers and the inflation of the properties in California was just so, oh my goodness. It was like, we were looking at that like, wow, I wish we had property then. But then uh, 2008 hit, of course, California went down and I'm like, okay, whatever goes down comes back up. So we packed up, we moved to California in 2010 and started attacking the real estate market in California. And here we are. I mean. 2010 is 2016 going on 2017 now full steam ahead in real estate. And it's been the best of my life buying, selling, wholesaling, networking, every aspect. We have so many relationships and connections that we utilize every component that's surrounding the real estate industry. People need home inspections. People need construction material. People need Everything that's surrounding when it comes to renovating properties or buying properties or wholesaling properties. So we provide those sources as well. And wholesaling became an automotive business for us. It's all about systems. And now renovating and building new construction is where we're at. So in a nutshell, it's a journey. And you got to love every moment of it. You mentioned earlier that when you were first getting going, 
and you had no money, no credit, you were focused on government programs, and one of the strategies was getting housing for the homeless. Can you explain the numbers behind that? Yeah, definitely. At the time, it was millions of homeless individuals in Houston at that time, and the housing market was, let's say, hundreds of thousands of homeless. They had programs for individuals such as myself and another individual who was in the real estate industry, but more focused on the HUD guidelines. So meaning he would buy apartment complexes and turn these complexes into shelters or homes or beds. That's what there was. There were beds. Each bedroom had about two or three beds in it. And he would house the homeless in those apartment complexes. That was a program that HUD had. And they introduced me to this individual. I can't remember his name offhand. And I got a chance to shadow him and learn what he was doing. And HUD paid him his apartments and housing the homeless. So the homeless problem is such a big issue here in America. Finding a solution to it would be, wow, groundbreaking. So the numbers, I can't exactly remember the numbers that they were paying, but it was something very lucrative. So that's a method for any apartment investors. You don't only have to rent it out to qualified tenants, but look at the HUD program. HUD offers a ton of different programs that you can take advantage of that they're not going to promote. They're not going to go around promoting, so you're not going to find it on Google or anything like that. You got to roll up your sleeves and dig deep. Call a company, call a director, ask them questions, ask them about their upcoming conferences, their programs, et cetera. And that's how you find out what they need and you provide it. I love that, especially since it's a different angle and it's beneficial for everyone involved. Who exactly do you call? The person I spoke to, he was a He was head of the housing community. Uh, He wasn't the director. He introduced me to the director, but he was the head of uh, one of the pivotal components at that company. And his name was Dr. Terry Van Allen. I remember him. Very good guy. Very nice guy. And I can't remember his position, but he put us in a position where we were able just to utilize all the resources that HUD had available. He educated me. He gave me ample amount of resources and connections to contact and utilize, and it was great. It was great. So is it basically calling a regional HUD office, whatever HUD office is closest to you, and then what's the question you ask them? Because they might not have a homeless program, but maybe they have something else. So how would you approach that? I don't know how their programs work, but when I called, I just went on and said, hey, this is Brian Collins. I'm a real estate investor. I'm interested in providing homes for homeless, and I'm looking for an opportunity to help. At the time, I knew about some of their programs, so I was calling about their programs, and I'm assuming those programs didn't exist. So that what they did is they tried to find out what I was looking for, what I was into, and what I was doing, and then they directed me. So, like I said, I had the guidance of Dr. Terry Van Allen. He almost was like a mentor in a sense, you know, because I was new. And when I handle my business, I research stuff before I jump into it. I have to research it. I have to know what I'm talking about. So I'm up three in the morning researching. I'm always up three in the morning researching because I need to educate myself. Like I said, in the beginning, I bought Carlton sheets. I self-taught myself how to do exactly what I'm doing now. And so in that example, and just, just to close the loop on this part of it, 
we would search for HUD programs in our area and then do some research on it, then find the contact person and talk to them about what we're looking to do. Because they might not have a homeless program, but they might have other programs that pertain to the homeless. You know, they're going to have homeless programs. They're going to have a lot of different programs for housing. That's what they do. So call them. If you're passionate about helping homeless, then you talk to them about that. If you're passionate about buying homes of their inventory, you talk to them about that. But the, the key to do this is to be passionate and to befriend someone. If, if you have mutual goals that's set up or a mutual vision that's set up as HUD does, then it only makes sense for them to open their arms to let you in because you're trying to help the end result. So that's the way of doing that. It's easy phone call just to call the main office in HUD in your city that's closest to you. Tell them what you're looking to do or ask to speak to the director. As a matter of fact, that's what I did. The director introduced me to Dr. Terry Van Allen. So when I called, I, I kept calling for the director. At the time, they had some program or they had a lot of homes out. So I was calling for homes initially, and it turned into helping the homeless and buying homes for the homeless and things like that. This last question I have on this, and then we'll move on. But when you're doing that program, what was the actual benefit for an investor to participate in the program that HUD provided? There's multiple benefits. Well, first and foremost is the knowledge. The knowledge that I obtained there, wow, it's priceless. You can't buy this. You can't read this off of uh, Google. You got to go and talk to them directly because they're government programs and they're not going to advertise these programs because I'm assuming they don't want people to use the program. So you got to know about this and knowledge is power. So that's the first benefit. The second benefit is meeting the relationships, all the relationships that they put me in contact with. These were people who were already doing business with HUD. So anything that I was looking to do or be a part of, it was connecting me with the people already involved. So that was a major benefit. And the third and probably the biggest benefit was the fact that if you take their classes or courses or whatever they require you to take, you're then eligible for multiple different grants, programs, et cetera. And that's something that's very, very pivotal because they have programs where you can buy multifamily property. Of course, it has to be something where you are like you reside there, it's a personal property, or but you're using it to help the homeless. So they have multiple different programs. So once you go and take their course or class, and it's something similar to like a home buying class. I was referring to the financial benefit. Was it a special loan that they were giving? Was it a grant that they were providing? What was the actual bottom line dollar and cent benefit to working through this program? Dollar and cent? Once again, it's priceless because those relationships led me to making more money. Yeah, I get that. The specific deal that you're talking about that I do with HUD that made me money, I didn't do any deals with HUD themselves. I didn't get a chance to do any deals, but they put me through so much. I learned so many different programs. I was able to utilize so many different outlets. And then eventually that turned into doing deals. Like, for instance, the man who bought an apartment complex and had homeless housing in there. After HUD introduced me to that individual, I found an apartment complex and I wholesaled that apartment complex to him. He bought the apartment complex and, you know, I made a wholesale fee. 
And at that time, it probably wasn't nothing more than $10,000. I mean, I was really, really new in the industry and making two or $3,000 at one time was like, wow. So, <laughs> right. Okay. So you didn't do any deals through that program, but you used that through the relationships and then through those relationships, you were able to then wholesale a deal to someone who you met through the program. Let's talk about the last deal you did. Will you tell us the numbers on the last deal that you've done? Definitely. Last deal, Sherman Oaks, California. At the time it was 1300 square feet. We bought it for $700,000. And we did an anticipated value and got an appraisal done. And the value came in at one four with us adding another 500 square feet to the property. So with that value, before we even close the deal, any lender would look at that deal and be like, oh, I'd love to do it. It's 50%. So we estimated a $300,000 repair budget and we got a hard money lender to finance that deal for us with no money down out of our pocket, but leveraging sweat equity because the deal was so good. So when you find a deal that's really good, no money down is the way to go, of course. Now you do give up more of your profits on the back end, but it's up to how you funds are looking at the time. If your funds are available, put the money down up front. If not, take advantage of the sweat equity deals. We do actually both. How'd you structure it with that person? We got a 70-30 split, and we allowed them to do the loan. So they made their fees on the loan, and they get a 30% equity spread when we're done. And where are you at in the process of the deal? Uh, that property is done. One four on the market, beautiful property, completely redone. Sherman Oaks, California. We look for deals like this all over. But more specifically, let me go back and say this. In that neighborhood, investors are buying houses at seven to nine hundred thousand. They're tearing a house down and building a two million dollar home or two point five million dollar home, four or five thousand square feet, and they're selling them like hotcakes in this area. So I noticed that trend. You know, they're getting seven hundred dollars a foot in cases. I'm thinking to myself, okay, we have to force the appreciation on our subject property and increase the square footage. When you increase the square foot, 500 square feet times $700 a foot, wow, do the math. So that's an additional profit on top of what you initially anticipated. So getting permits, going to the city, none of that even mattered. It's just a little time, little effort. You do that, it's real simple. And then you got a big profit margin to potentially make. And just curious, how long did that process take for permitting? And what'd you add on exactly with that 500 square feet? The longest thing was the architectural renderings to get approved over the counter. That took about, let's say about a month and a half. But during that time, you can be demoing the property. There's so many things that you can do. Like It depends on your city and how the city, the building and safety or the zoning or your inspector works in your city. In L.A., we know how the city works. So in some cases, like if you demo on a property while you're waiting for your renderings to get done, other things that you can kind of incorporate, like, for instance, hypothetically, the plumbing. I mean, if the plumbing was inspectors don't know. So I'm not trying to give any negative advice, but it's just ways around how you keep the progression moving within that month and a half while you're waiting for the permits to be approved. 
you don't need permits to demo your house. Well, you actually do, and you can get that immediately. So the permit to demo your house is quick giving easily. But when you talk about adding a square footage, they have to go through a little more strenuous process. It takes a little bit longer. What'd you build? We built a, a master suite with the 500 square feet. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Oh, wow. For someone in my position, I mean, I'm looking to take this to Warren Buffett status. So monetize. I want to bring in more people and teach them what I know and have them working with me to accomplish these goals. I always find myself saying if I can just clone myself, well, in a sense, I can. If I hire two individuals and train them 50% of what I know, that's another me right there. Makes sense. Helps you continue to scale and builds the business. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Best ever. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th. The conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out. Besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com. All right, Brian, what's the best ever book you've read? Think and Grow Rich. What's the best ever deal you've done? Oh, wow. I've done a package deal with Citibank, buying up a builder's inventory that was going under during the beginning of the recession. Multi-million dollar deal. And Multi-million dollar deal that I, uh, I was a part of. And what was the profit that you ended up making from that multi-million dollar deal? Let's just say it was six figures. And what was your role in that deal? I was the acting consultant. Not a broker, but just a consultant. So I just put two and two together. Best ever way you like to give back? Oh, wow. Helping the homeless. There's just something about it. That's one of my goals. Want to do something to better the opportunity of homes for people who don't have them. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Hmm. In my experience, you make constant mistakes, which is good to me because when I make a mistake, I learn from it. I can do it again, and then I don't do that mistake the next time. So, as far as mistakes, I'd say relationships. Sometimes I get caught up in myself that I don't focus on keeping my relationships and grooming my relationships. I stay focused on business and building this machine and and I get sidetracked from keeping those great relationships. But that's going to change in 2017. Brian, what's the best place the best ever listeners can get in contact with you? 
best ever listeners, please reach out to me through my website, www.bpcgroupllc.com. Once again, www.bpcgroupllc.com. Also, my email, bpcinvest at gmail.com. Brian, thanks for being on the show, talking about how you got started with the no money, no credit, and worked your way up through being very resourceful and working to build the relationship as well as giving back and focusing on, on things that you care about, like the homeless program where you didn't do a deal through the program, but it indirectly you did because you met people through there and you ended up wholesaling an apartment building to someone who you met through the program. And then what you're up to now, the example of the property in Sherman Oaks, California, and focusing on the square footage and if you increase the square foot based on what the square foot selling for on a per square foot basis, then you're going to come away with a lot of profit, assuming things go according to plan. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th, the conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference. They want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com.